Today's video was brought to you by Carlin Brothers Candles. Hey brother, the name of the wind has proven to be chock full of mysteries on top of mysteries on top of mysteries. Who are the Chandrian? Who are the Amir? Where are the Amir? Is it a coincidence that a Demaru and a Demre sound so similar? What is the actual state of the world during the interludes and why is Quoth Coat? I mean, I could just go on and on, but I do think it's safe to say that possibly the most mysterious character is Denna. Well, I say most, but then there's Ari and like, what is she doing down there? But today, Denna. Who is she? Where does she come from? What is her real name? Why is she always leaving? And what does she want from Quoth? Is it a coincidence that Denna seems to be Quoth's addiction and Denner resin is like the most addictive thing in the world? But of course, the main mystery surrounding Denna is who is her patron. I mean, even inside the story, the other characters find the fact that he is so secretive, very sus. And on top of that, Denna herself isn't even a very accomplished musician. So whoever picked her seems like they picked her for a very specific reason. Could it be that Denna possesses a knack, a very real, rare, and unique type of ability in this world? In this case, I think it's Denna's ability to hear something once and then just like remember it forever because she has really good ears, but I'll come back to that. Or maybe it's just that Denna is beautiful. I mean, men flock to her. And as far as we can tell, her profession before gaining her patron is just literally courtship. But perhaps the reason her patron chose her is for something more special, mystical, twisted, and rare. Perhaps he is playing a beautiful game. Before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to us, Carlin Brothers Candles, for totally sponsoring this video. Don't worry, we gave ourselves a great rate. But that's right, we have candles for you first-termers trying to get into the archives. That'll be one job. Three for that stacks fee. Kidding, of course. We unfortunately don't deal with jots here in the real world. And besides that, what chump would bring a candle into the archives? Oh, wait, it's Quoth. But seriously, Quoth, everyone knows you leave your lovely dual wick, cozily scented candles back in your room at Anchors. They provide great light for loot practice or as a quality substitute while you assemble that first deck lamp. <sighs> that single tree there, am I right? For real though, guys, be sure to head over to carlinbrotherscoffee.com to check out our fantastic selection of candles. Each one of these is hand poured and contains a hidden magical trinket inside that will reveal itself if you know the proper bindings or if you just let it burn. And you're gonna wanna do just that because once they're burning, they smell amazing. And we have three great flavors. We have a broomstick handle, sherbet lemon, and phoenix fire, all available right now at carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Plus if you buy all three or just three candles at all, you can add the keychain to your cart and it'll get added for free and you want it to pay for it. Then you can keep all of your charms in one nice spot. And it's really awesome. Again, carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Link is in the description down below. Who is Dennis Patron? What is the true identity of Master Ash? Well, let's start with what we know to be concrete, which isn't hard because, well, we just don't know that much. We know for sure that Denna first meets her patron when she and Quoth were supposed to meet for lunch at the Aeolian, except the fishery catches on fire and Quoth becomes preoccupied saving Fella. And personally, I'm not sure yet whether or not I think it's a coincidence that on the very day that Quoth, oh my God, that light is not on. 
Now it's on. Now personally, I'm not sure whether or not I'm convinced it's just a coincidence that on the same day Quoth and Denner are supposed to meet for lunch, the very careful people at the fishery have an accident with the material they were just warned is very dangerous. But that's what happens and then Denner goes missing for an entire span. But for reference, here's the passage about being careful around the bone tar, which is what starts the fire. This container is designed to keep the agent cold and under pressure. Be mindful while it remains in the the workshop. Avoid excessive heat in its immediate vicinity. That's it. What else needs to be said? Kelvin doesn't let anyone work here unless they're careful. And now, everyone knows to be careful of. Alright, so careful people are told to be careful around the thing. The thing that promptly causes the problem. That's the thing? Sure. 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 Sure, 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 sure. Suspicious circumstances or not will press on. The point is the fire happens, Denna meets her patron, and then she's gone for a span. And during that span, another suspicious event happens at the Mothin Farm involving the total wipeout of an entire wedding. Everyone's dead except for a single sole survivor. Denna. Now, Quoth hears about the incident and learns there's some blue fire, which might mean the Chandrian were there, so he has to get there as soon as possible. But on his way, we learn something very important about Quoth, and that is that Quoth has a knack, which might seem like a random detour we're taking, but I promise this is important. Now, a knack, in case you need a refresher, and I wouldn't blame you if you did, because it's only mentioned once when Quoth and Aventhe are talking when Quoth's a kid. But Aventhe is discussing his giller and says, to its owner, it's just warm. That's how you can tell the difference between an arcanist and someone who has a knack for finding water or guessing the weather. Trip has something like that. He rolls sevens. Yeah, that's a little different. Not anything so unexplainable as a knack. I suspect Trip has a pair of clever dice or an equally clever skill, which probably extends to cards as well. I thank you for your timely warning, but a knack is something else entirely. Trip can't cheat to save his life, and anyone in the troop can tell good dice from bad. Trip throws sevens. It doesn't matter whose dice he uses, he rolls sevens. If he bets on someone, they roll sevens. If he so much as bumps a table with loose dice on it, seven. This conversation is the only time knacks are mentioned by anyone in the rest of both books. This makes the entire concept extremely forgettable, but I assure you, we are running into characters with knacks, including Quoth. Speaking of whom, let's get back to his journey towards the Malton wedding to investigate the blue fire and the massacre. He knows he needs to get there fast, ASAP, today, this afternoon, right now. Trouble is, it's very far away, and Quoth is going to need a very good and expensive horse. So in an act of desperation, he heads to Davy and takes out a 20-talent loan. Money in hand, he heads to the nearest stable and is very clear with the salesman that he is not there to dicker. He needs to travel 70 miles today. Give me your best horse. And finally, after a bit of not dickering, the salesman brings out a full-blood Kershan, who he assures Quoth is the the horse. And quietly, Quoth agrees, and he knows he can rush the sale, but not his relationship with the horse. So he begins walking around it, talking to it. But he's not really talking to the horse, he's just trying to get the horse comfortable with the sound of his voice. And so what he's trying to come up with is a good name for the horse. And since the horse is all black, he's coming up with black-themed names. He disregards names like Cole or Shadow, and finally lands on the shieldish word for Twilight, 
Tukethsalon. And upon saying the name Tukethsalon out loud, the horse responds immediately and kindly to Quoth, who, thick-headed as ever, simply attributes this action to the apples in his bag. He declares the name and returns to negotiations, which suddenly seem to be going way better than they were before. Rather than the 20 talents he was expecting to pay, he's now being allowed to pay just 15? And Quoth can't believe it. Like, why the sudden price drop? But he's also not one, if you'll pardon the expression, to look a gift horse in the mouth he's on his way. After riding about 99% of the way to the wedding and crossing a few rivers, he runs into a tinker and looking to make his money back so that he can repay Davy, he offers to sell the horse to him for 20 talents. It's a full black crochet and he tells the tinker, you gotta pay extra for the full blackness. But lo and behold, the horse is not fully black. In fact, it's back left hoof is white, and the paint that was used to fool Quoth has washed off in the rivers. The tinker notices this and laughs and says, didn't the name tip you off? It means one sock. So here's what happened during that first exchange. Maybe this was super clear to you on your first reading, but to me, it took the second pass. Quoth's shieldish is bad, and he accidentally names the horse one sock by mistake. The salesman who painted over the white sock in order to raise the price of the horse thinks that Quoth is onto his trick and drops the price in a hurry so he doesn't lose the sale. But then later, Quoth realizes the horse actually does have one sock, meaning he gave it the exact perfect name, he just didn't realize it. And that does not just happen. Like, it's way too big of a coincidence. It happens because Quoth's knack is naming. And to Ketzalon the horse is not the only time Quoth manages to find the perfect name for someone. The other great example is Ari. Quoth gives her that name and it intrigues Eluda. Why Ari? Because she doesn't have anyone else, I said, and neither do I. If we don't look out for each other, who will? No, no, why did you pick that name for her? Ah, because she's so bright and sweet. She doesn't have any reason to be, but she is. Ari means sunny. In what language? Uh, Ciaro, I think. Hmm. Sunny is Leviret in Ciaro. Leviret, 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 I don't know how to say it. Well, Quoth might not know what Ari means, but I can tell you that here in the real world, Ari means gold. Now, we don't know yet why that's going to be extremely relevant at some point in the story, but I guarantee you it's going to be because we also know that Ari is an alchemist, thanks to the slow regard of silent things, and alchemists have a long history with gold, but I won't go into that right now. Anyway, the point is, the reason that Elodin is so intrigued by this is because he, Master Namer, doesn't know what the correct name is, but Quoth managed to find it. The reason I'm going to all this trouble to establish Quoth's knack is because it is crazy critically important to identifying Dena's patron, Master Ash. And at this point, I'm going to assume that I have sufficiently convinced you that he does have a knack for it and move on. Good job, self. When Quoth finally arrives at the inn near the remains of the moth and wedding, he runs into Dena and together they team up to go investigate everything that happened. And whilst they're out sleuthing, they begin to talk about Dena's patron, who she says she absolutely cannot reveal the identity of, but Quoth suggests that they come up with a name they can simply refer to him as. And to be fair, Quoth starts out being a little ridiculous. He suggests Annabelle, the Duke of Rich Money, and then rattles off a bunch of different names starting with the letter F. Frederick the Flippant, Frank, Fearin, 
Foru, Fordale. Now that list of names is pretty significant and I'll come back to it in a minute, but after he begins rattling those off, he chokes on a leaf, the wind blows into his mouth and it turns out to be an ash leaf. And that's how they land on Master Ash. Or was it an elm leaf? They are easily confused. No. It's Ash, for sure. Actually, I've always thought the rest of the scene was kind of weird because almost immediately after that happened, Denna thinks she has chaff blown in her eyes from the farm. Notice how the wind delivers both things. Subtle. But it's not chaff, it's actually Ash, but not an Ash leaf like both just choked on and ash like from a fire because there's a burning building ahead from the remains of the Malton wedding. So to be clear, this time it's ash ash, like from a fire, a uh, cinder if you will. Yeah, okay, so we're finally there. Yes, we believe Master Ash is Cinder. I mean, first of all, Ash and Cinder, basically the same word. And just like before with Ari or Tuketzel on the horse, Quoth has correctly, exactly named something or someone, but doesn't realize it. And what's even crazier is that he almost actually does it twice in the same scene. They land on Master Ash because of the ash leaf, but remember that list of F names that just sounds like Quoth is being ridiculous? Well, he's not. He's actually so close to being dead on. And you might be thinking, and correctly I might add, that a J Cinder doesn't start with the letter F. And you're right, well done, I'm so proud of you. Great class today, everyone. But Cinder has another name. Let's go back to the very first time we meet him right after Quoth's parents are killed and Haliax is talking to Cinder. You are a tool in my hand, the shadow man interrupted gently. Nothing more. A hint of defiance touched Cinder's expression. He paused. I wa the soft voice went as hard as a rod of Ramston steel. Barula! Cinder's quicksilver grace disappeared. He staggered, his body suddenly rigid with pain. You are a tool in my hand, the cool voice repeated. Say it. Cinder's jaw clenched angrily for a moment. Then he convulsed and cried out, sounding more like a wounded animal than a man. I am a tool in your hand, he grasped. Lord Haliax, I am a tool in your hand, Lord Haliax. Cinder amended as he crumpled, trembling to his knees. Who knows the inner turnings of your name, Cinder? Ferula. That is Cinder's true name. Well, almost. It actually gets a little better. Fast forward a lot to chapter 128 of The Wise Man's Fear when Shayan, the leader of the Adem school Quoth is training at, is telling Quoth what she knows about the Chandrian. This is the story you may recall that can only be told once every 1,000 days and after you've traveled 1,000 miles. Cyphus bears the blue flame. Sturkus is in thrall of iron. Ferula, chill and dark of eye. It goes on, but I'm gonna stop there because that third one, Ferula, is the important one. That one is Cinder. Cinder has all black eyes with no sclera and he's the one standing in snow and the pottery that accounts for the cold. Plus, you know, Ferula, Ferula. But let's go back to those F names one more time because here is where it gets crazy. Farron, Foru, and Fordale. If you take the beginning, middle, and end of the first, second, and third words respectively, you end up with Ferula. Boom. All of the pieces are right there. And just to clear things up, you might be wondering, wait, why does it end in an E this time instead of an A like when Haliax said it? Why the change in spelling? Or who knows, maybe you're totally on board at this point and think it's splitting hairs to discuss the difference in spelling, but we want to be thorough here on this channel, so how can you be sure? Because remember, 
Quoth is telling us the story the way he wants to, and he didn't say the name just right the first time because of what we see happen next. What happens is Bass totally freaks out. Rashi, no, stop. You shouldn't say such things. But what he means is you shouldn't say such names. Chronicler is actually worried too and asks, does that mean they might come here? You've certainly been talking about them enough. Quoth made a dismissive gesture. No names are the key, real names, deep names. Quoth didn't say the real name the first time in the conversation with Haliax, but he does say the real name here when he's talking with Shea. This is all part of the thousand days, thousand miles thing. Like Quoth knows that he's eventually going to say the real name when he gets to the part of the story with Shea. So he messes it up the first time because he's obviously not going to travel a thousand miles and let a thousand days pass before he continues the story. Because again, in case you've forgotten, and it's easy to because the books are very long, but in the present, only two days have passed. But there you go, guys. Master Ash is Cinder. It's right there in the name. It has been staring us in the face the whole time. And honestly, I believe this story goes even deeper, but we will get to that in another video. For now, let me pass the question on to you. What do you think is Master Ash Cinder? Let me know your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks so much as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit that like button. It seriously does help. If you want to see more Name of the Wind videos from us, you can check out this playlist right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life.